I really feel like that is going to be hard to follow up now. <laughs> I can't compete with that. It's okay, Ron. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm going there to set it up. <laughs> yes. Uh, going through, like, trying to figure out a sermon to give today, um, I thought about the two of you moving, and I was thinking about doing the sermon on uh, different changes in life and so forth. And I was like, nope, that's an easy one. Not going to take the easy way out. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, well, I could just take, and I've done it before where I've done a sermon, and I've just, like, picked the chapter and broken it down verse by verse. And I was like, yeah, but that's an easy one too. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, let me take my history and what I've done and put that into context. So I went to school for music, and I was looking at the different, um, different sound waves, things called like pink noise, brown noise, and so forth. Uh, you're familiar with an essence of white noise because of whenever a TV screen turns on and there's no signal, you hear shh, that's pink noise, and then depending on the frequencies, you get brown noise, noise and so forth. And I was going to go that route. I was like, okay, well, I can say like the different frequencies or like different people interceding in your life. And I was like, wait, that sounds a lot like my last sermon. So I don't want to just like give you the same one as last time. <laughs> so I'm there like praying again. I'm like, God, you really got to help me with this. <laughs> and then I went upstairs. Uh, I forget what I was doing. Um, but then I looked on my DVD shelf, and there, last time I was at Pastors, he gave me a set of books and DVDs. And I was looking at them, I was like, oh, that makes sense. So today, the sermon I chose to do is, Today I Choose. <laughs> so I am choosing this sermon today. <laughs> um, there are a variety of things that we can do in our lives as far as the choices that we make in the past. And I don't know why I always get dry whenever I come up here. It's probably nerves. <laughs> um, so the choices we make not only shape our lives, but it shapes the lives of the people around us. And if we're not careful, we can take someone and push them either towards Christ or we can help them run away. So whenever we have like a decision to make as to how we should handle a situation or a person, we should really think about not so much what makes it easy for me, what is better for the person and for Jesus and his kingdom to enhance it and to make it more fruitful and abundant, which essentially is what we are called here to do. We're not here to be like, oh, I'm just going to do for me we're called to further his kingdom. If you think about whenever Jesus took and told his disciples to go and to spread the word, that was really the only command he gave them, was go spread the word, tell people about the gospel, tell them about me, spread it. So they made a choice in that one situation to listen to Jesus and to follow him. And I tried to break the sermon down into various 
subtopics to a degree, where essentially different choices we get to make as we go throughout our lives. And I was trying to tie into different people within the Bible that help to accentuate or to enhance that um, method of thinking. I really feel like I'm trying to use big words and I'm just like, ah! <laughs> I get water. Thank you. That must be the coffee dehydrating me from this morning. Um, whenever I first woke up this morning, I had a Nutribullet shake. Um, <laughs> and I've been doing spinach as my core. And this yesterday we picked up kale instead. And I don't know that I've ever had kale. And it was interesting, to say the least. <laughs> so if you're up for an adventure, Try kale and a Nutribullet. <laughs> Does anyone do that? No? No? Aw. <laughs> okay. Um, so the first topic I have is today I choose to stop following the world. Um, the, the reason I chose this topic is because as we go and walk throughout our lives, we have a tendency to, while we are still trying to follow Jesus, we have a tendency to be influenced by the outside world and the things that they like. Um, I tend to be influenced in the form of music, which Tracy can probably attest to. <laughs> um, I did not know it, but apparently I am a One Direction fan, is that? Yes, One Direction. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did not know it. I heard a song. I'm like, yes, I like that song. I, I'm more of an R&B style guy. So I'm listening to the song. I'm like, yeah, I like that song. It's cool. R&B. I'm down with it. And then we're looking it up, like doing some research on the song. And it's like, oh, that's really not a good song. And it's like, oh, that's One Direction. Oh. Yes, and, and now Tracy's like, you like One Direction, and I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Posters? Oh, very, very defensive of One Direction there. Who? CDs? Oh, the, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> So, so we can easily be influenced by things that we don't even realize are bad until we actually dig into them and it's like, oh, well, maybe this isn't what I should be listening to or um, who I should allow to help make the path for me. Um, so the, the first person I wanted to highlight in the Bible is Saul. And in Acts 9... Um, leading up to this, Saul was, uh, I guess, a martyr, you could say, right, Pastor? Um, to a degree? Yeah, okay. Um, I don't have that in my notes, that's why I was asking. <laughs> uh, he, he essentially was trying to find Christians 
and take them to the Jewish leadership and have them prosecuted in order to try and stop what he believed at that time was a, a bad preaching, we'll say. <laughs> um, what he didn't realize is that essentially what the disciples were doing and the followers of the disciples, they were preaching Jesus, which is the Messiah. Just that all of the knowledge he had gained through Judaism made him where like, he's like, well, the law states this, and this is not according to the law that I have a teaching in. So he was trying to stop them, and that was until he was confronted by Jesus, which takes us into Acts 9, verses 1 through 6. Uh, then Saul, still breathing. Uh, it, it, does it really say still breathing? Oh, wow. I would not write it like this. <laughs> <laughs> then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest. So looking at verse 1, um, still breathing threats, that means like with every single breath that he has, he wants to hurt those people. Um, whenever I was going through setting this all up, I didn't even realize that line. But that is so telling of how much he believed in what he was taught and how much hatred he had towards the disciples in Christianity back in that time. I mean, that's insane. Could you imagine, like, with every breath, all you think about is hurting another person? It, horrible. Um, so... Threats of murder against the disciples of the Lord went to the high priest and asked letters from him to synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the, go the goads. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I didn't have a typo. <laughs> so he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what, you, what do you want me to do? And then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. So it, in this one circumstance, Saul has opportunity. He can listen to God, or he can just keep doing what he's been doing. And his response is, what do you want me to do? It's like, lead me. I shouldn't follow the world anymore. I understand that you are God. The Lord Jesus, lead me. So I don't have this, the next couple of verses in here, um, but Saul chooses to let go of the world and to follow Jesus. And he essentially becomes blind, can't see, so the two guys that are with him have to lead him back to, I forget the town, pastor could probably name it off the top of his head, but it's okay. Samaria. Samaria. So he goes to Samaria, and then he goes to one of the disciples, which could you imagine like someone that truly hates you, and they're like, hey, I need your help now. Uh, it, it takes 
a big person to be able to say, okay, well, you hated me, but now I'm going to help you regardless. Um, <clears throat> I hum a lot whenever I'm thinking. Uh, so th there are times that Jesus will confront us when we are doing something wrong. It may not always be in the manner that it was for Saul, uh, but he will always try to guide us. It's our choice whether we choose to listen or we choose to ignore. Um, I pray that we all choose to follow Jesus and not pay attention to what the world is telling us to do. Um, it's not easy to ignore what the world does and to follow Jesus. It's a daily struggle. If you think it's going to be a cakewalk, you got another thing coming. So um, there are going to be trials and tribulations. Um, just don't get discouraged by them. Uh, instead, persevere. Um, know that someone greater is always with you fighting for you, and can't wait to walk by your side in heaven just like he did whenever he was with Adam back in the garden. Um, the second topic I have is to teach others about Jesus. Um, okay, cool, I did pull the verses. I was a little nervous I didn't. I just saw my little highlight of my breakdown. I'm like, wait, oh, there it is. <laughs> Um, we're all called to teach others. That's part of being a disciple and a follower of Jesus. Uh, I know a lot of times I don't always feel like I'm the best person to teach. I am not a teacher. I don't like school <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, but regardless of how we feel about having to teach others, we always have something to share with Jesus. Um, I, I remember a youth convention. Uh, I'm not sure if you were at the one with Tim Ross. It may have been your first year, probably. Um, Tim, uh, whenever he was talking about discipling people, he said you can be you whenever you go to talk to another person because my personality isn't going to mesh with another person, personality of a contrast, per se, always. I may turn someone off to Jesus where pastor might turn them on to Jesus. It, and we shouldn't try to change the way we behave as far as like our actions and our personality whenever we are talking to someone about Jesus. It's like, well, this is me. I'm kind of quiet, kind of timid. Uh, I can ramble a lot whenever I'm nervous. Tracy can attest to that on our first date. I probably wouldn't shut up whenever we first met. <laughs> also, why I probably ramble whenever I start the sermon and everything, too. <laughs> but we can be used as who we are. So don't be afraid to go ahead and teach someone else about Jesus just because you don't have all the answers. It's fine to say, you know what, I don't know about that. Let me go ask someone who does, or let's look in the Bible together for it. it. There's nothing wrong with being able to say, you know what, 
I'll get back to you on that, or let's look at this and actually explore it. Um, I know I've never been the kind of person that likes to lead. It's something that people like me to do, and I'm always confused as to why. Um, my, my boss uh, this week actually told me, he's like, I don't know what happened to you. You went from like this level, now you're a Jedi. And it's like, I don't know, it's just I focus and I do what I'm supposed to do. Um, it, and really, whenever we think about how Jesus talks or would think about us or how we should really think about ourselves whenever it comes to, G- to Jesus, I was about to say Jedi. <laughs> we, we should really look at ourselves as Jedis to a degree. We should be like, oh, yes, I can talk about Jesus. I know he's here with me. He's going to help me through this situation whenever I'm trying to disciple someone else. But don't be afraid to be humble and just be like, okay, well, I think we should look at this together. Um, so I will go into um, the verses that I chose to kind of highlight this. And it's wonderful, wonderful Peter. I mean, the most outspoken person probably of the disciples. <laughs> um, so in Acts 2, we have verses 12 through 24. So they, were all, so they were all amazed and perplexing to one another. Whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, they are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third, day of the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, or is it Joel? Whichever you choose. <laughs> and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men, men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall tur- be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And as it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, men of Israel. Hear, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs by which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. I have two more verses, but I'm getting a little winded. <laughs> um, this was his first sermon, if you think about it. Like he, he got a little bit of practice whenever he was going from town to town, speaking to people, but it wasn't like in front of a huge crowd, and he probably wasn't as boastful or um, loud as what he was in this situation. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, and then whenever people are criticizing, he's like, you know what? I'm going to tell you what's what. It's like, this is Jesus right here. And he tries to get them to follow him, and he teaches about Jesus in that circumstance. So I really feel like even though we may not all be like Peter as far as personalities, uh, 
we can all be like Peter as far as teaching people, and you don't have to necessarily think of what Peter did as a sermon. You can think of it as just a regular conversation. So it's fine to talk to someone about Jesus regardless of where you are. Um, my next wonderful, awesome topic <laughs> is to love like God loves. Um, there are so many examples in the Bible that we could go through. We could be here probably all year just going through all the examples. Um, the example I chose to use was the example set forth in the book of Hosea. Um, I'm not going to read the whole book to you. I didn't give Zach the verses for it on purpose. <laughs> um, it's not a long book. Uh, I think it's like 14 chapters or something like that. But it is a good read if you want to go home and read through it. Um, Hosea gives us a glimpse of what it's like to be loved by God. He felt that he was called by God to marry Gomer, which in essence was a promiscuous woman and just not very faithful to her husband. Um, in one instance, Gomer goes off and she, while she's married, she goes to this other guy and the other guy chooses to sell her and not a very favorable aspect in public. Um, it, instead of Hosea going and being like, well, I'm done with her. It's like, she betrayed me. She keeps eyeing other men. Like, it, I feel horrible every single time I, I'm like around her or anything like that. Instead of being in that manner, he chooses to love in a way that is very commendable and humble. He buys her back for what they were asking for, which was probably everything he had at that time. And in order to show her how much he loves her. And if you think about the way that Israel was back at that time because essentially Gomer represented Israel and Hosea represented God. And everything that Israel was doing at that time, like they were looking at other gods, other idols, and they kept running away from God and God's like, come back to me. Come back to me. And it, it's just so crazy the amount of love that God has for us. Um, parents might be able to relate to a degree, but at the same time, the love of God is infinite. So no matter what I do wrong, he's always going to be there. And I mean, if you want like a nice comforting blanket of love, there you go. Um, I'm not always too mushy of a guy. I kind of have awkward boundaries. Um, but to have a love like God displays, I mean, how could that not melt your heart? How could it not make you feel emotional? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then my last topic 
which I honestly did not think I was going to talk this long. I was like, 10 minutes, we're done. <laughs> uh, to live for a greater purpose. Um, which the only person I really wanted to focus this on, this segment, was Jesus. I, I don't know anyone else in the Bible that personifies more of living for a greater purpose than him. Uh, going from the time he was a young little boy up till he was 33 and crucified, he, he chose to live for God, not for the world. Um, you think about the instances where he goes to church and he throws like the doves out of the church and throws the money tables over and everything. I mean, could you imagine if someone came in and did that right now? That would make me a little nervous. I'd be like, they're nuts! <laughs> but he, he had one focus. God, that was it. And I mean, whenever we look at our lives, it's like, what is the purpose that we're living for? Is it, are we living for iPhones, tech gadgets? Because I'm a tech guy. I, I like computers a lot. It's probably an addiction. <laughs> um, but it, it's just phenomenal the way that he could focus and know that all he had to do was follow God. Who cares what everyone else thinks? It's like, if I'm right with God, forget everyone else. Don't eat them. You, you think about whenever he was on the cross, or pretty sure it was on the cross, when he said that these are my brothers and sisters. I mean, that was completely accurate. That, that should be how we look at everything, is my family are the people right here that are following Jesus with me. Um, so, uh, Jesus had an opportunity to choose to not follow God's plan. Actually, he could have done it anytime he wanted to. He's like, I'm not feeling it today. Yep, I'm going home. So uh, I chose to use Luke 22, 39 through 54 for this, and I'm not going to read all that. <laughs> um, primarily because I think I'm actually going to go past 30 minutes. <laughs> um, but whenever he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, whenever he was praying to God, asking him to have the situation pass him, he could have easily just left the garden and gone elsewhere. He could have gone. He didn't have to stay there and get kissed by Judas and then go along with the men. He could have left. But he didn't. He chose to live out his purpose, which was to die for our sins. So, it, as we go out today, and throughout the rest of the week and our lives and so forth. Think about what you're choosing and where you're going. Don't 
just go with whatever is current, whatever is easy. Follow Jesus. I mean, who cares what anyone else thinks? I don't. So, that's all I got. Stand up. Let's go. <laughs> Did I talk enough? Do you guys need more? I, I can't keep going. I, I have like another page. <laughs> okay, uh, let's bow our heads. Uh, Father, um, help to guide us. Um, show us the right ways and the right path um, to follow you. Uh, help us to ignore all of Satan's temptations and help us to know when to disciple to another person and when we should ask someone else to help us to disciple to that person. Um, help us to love one another and those that we wouldn't necessarily love on occasion the way that Hosea did. Um, help us to be boastful and proud in you the way that Peter was. And help us to sacrifice ourselves the way that Jesus does. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.